Life Audio. Just ahead on encouragement for you, Chick-fil-A's Dan Cathy talks about coping with job loss. And Marshall Potter of Ronald Blue & Company discusses handling finances in hard times. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. During his years as CEO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy frequently spoke to audiences of all kinds on employment and job loss. During this segment of Encouragement for You, he talks with host Don Hawkins about how to handle losing your job. Probably one of the common feelings is feeling like a failure if you've lost a job. And in reality, in this economy, you don't have to be a failure to lose a job. There's so many different dimensions to this issue of, of losing a job, and, and certainly there's the, you know, obviously one, there's the financial issue related to to, uh, to losing a job, and this could be from a breadwinner that may be the uh, the husband, or it could be the wife, or of course a lot of single people that are out there today that uh, might be uh, newly entrants into the job market. They might be the first ones to go. That might be the the least tenured ones to go. Of course, we find out today that a lot of the senior people who have a lot of the, uh, the employment benefits, they're the higher-paid people. Sometimes those are the ones that uh, get those pink slips. And so it's a horrific financial issue that people uh, run into because the bills and obligations, uh, one of the things that really made that particularly acute here at this 
particular time is that people have lived right up to the edge on credit and have, uh, you know, two or three or maybe even four credit cards. And Dave Ramsey, by the way, I think you and I both would endorse the fact that Dave Ramsey are encouraging us to to get debt-free. And, in fact, in our corporation, we set that as a goal. So what is the financial issue that people are running into? Then I would assume that another one is just how you perceive yourself and and uh, uh, and and even the sense of loss that maybe there's kind of a reaction of of grief over you know having lost something that was valuable to us. It's our identity, you know. Oftentimes we yeah. we build a, a rapport and a relationship and emotional connection uh, to our employer, both on a personal level and certainly on a on a professional level, an identity. I know I'm running around with, uh, you know, shirts and ties that have Chick-fil-A on it, and if there were to come at a time, God forbid, that I uh, would not be affiliated with Chick-fil-A for whatever reason that might be, it would be a huge part of my own personal identity uh, that would be lost. You, you know, we think about people that are so proud of, you know, General Motors and, and mm-hmm. others, you know, big multinational businesses, and what a traumatic thing to think that, that uh, a business that they put their faith and trust in would would uh, perhaps let them down by whatever situation that might be uh, is tragic emotionally. I think I think really so much of our identity um, is wrapped up around the organizations that we work with, and when we lose that, it uh, is a sense of bewilderment. Uh, we, we, our our feet kind of feel like they're standing on muddy ground. Uh, we've got all these obligations. You know, where do we go next? You know, there is hope, Don. And uh, one of the redeeming factors here is that our our faith and our hope shouldn't be in our employer, no matter how stable we think they are. But uh, as the on the back of our Federal Reserve notes, in God we trust, mm-hmm. and uh, that should be our source of strength and hope, even for today's time. Oh, it makes a huge, huge difference. Now, a couple of things we've already touched on before you lose a job, or even if you've lost a job, uh, if you're out of debt, that's a desirable thing. So let's uh, put on our list uh, to work our way out of debt, to pay off those credit cards, to uh, minimize the debt, the indebtedness that we have. And, and again, Dave Ramsey is, is an excellent resource. Uh, Dan, what are some other points of advice that you would share with uh, individuals? Individuals who may be sitting at home thinking about the fact, uh, I don't have a job, I'm trying to figure out what's the next thing to do. Well, I think we need to focus in on our strengths and, uh, and realize that we're, we're probably going to you know, have to market ourselves. Uh, there's a book out called Brand You, Y-O-U, yeah. and it's the whole concept of the fact that, that uh, just like we think of branding a corporation and a company, all the imagery elements uh, we've got to kind of brand ourselves and think about our strengths, and we're going to have to kind of learn how to market. That may not be a term that a lot of people are familiar with, but certainly in business, we know what marketing is all about. And we've got to, to prepare ourselves to market or present ourselves in a, in a polished, professional way to the, uh, to the market that we're going after. Uh, it's a time in which we're going to have to dust ourselves up. We're going to have to uh, get a haircut. Uh, go to the beauty parlor, you know, whatever else is going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Right there, and uh, look sharp, act sharp, and get positive thoughts going through our minds. You know, if we go into an interview and we've got, as our friend Zig Ziglar would say, yes. a lot of stinking thinking going into that interview, yeah. then it's going to be reflected in our countenance. We need to have a, we have to have a positive attitude when we go in there. Mm. Take our time. 
um, really fill out those applications thoroughly and accurately, perhaps even attach a, a letter that you know describes some of the and expounds on some of the success stories that uh, that you may have experienced as you go into that interview. I like to recommend, Don, that people go into an interview and they've got their own list of questions for that potential employer, mm. maybe five key questions that that uh, require some real thoughtful responses from the those that are doing the interviewing. I think that really kind of turns the tables and lets the employer know that, hey, there's some there's uh, expectation of a, an accountability here. So mm. I think those are some practical words of advice I might share. Well, I think so, Dan. Those those really touch uh, very well. And, and just to back up that uh, positive mindset, positive thinking that, as you mentioned, our friend Zig Ziglar has said, uh, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4, 8, and 9 said, whatever things are good and just and pure and lovely and of good report and virtuous and praiseworthy, be thinking on these things. Fill our mind with these good things, and then we'll be able to do those things that need to be done. Let's go to the phones. Matthew is listening in Fayetteville, Missouri. Hi. I I called in because I thought it was somebody from Region or something, and I was like, you know, I've got a comment about the political thing, and then I got on the line like, oh, it's the president of Chick-fil-A, and I about jumped out of my skin, and I want to tell you why. I'm a missionary in a Muslim country. I'm on furlough right now. Okay. For the longest time, I've thought, you know, one of the, probably, you guys know, one of the biggest trouble you have when guys become Christians out of Islam in these countries is finding them work, and I thought for the longest time, I wish Chick-fil-A would get a vision for this, because it's one of the few models I can think of that would definitely... You don't have to adjust the menu. You know, you don't have to get rid of pork. It would just work so much and assist the um, the propagation of the gospel. And I just wondered, have you guys thought about that? Or um, and of course, I love your chicken sandwich. Anyway. Well, thank you. That's a great question. And um, you know, we we have we're a privately held uh, company, and uh, we've got we use cash to grow and expand our business. And there's some major markets here in the U.S. that we're anxious to extend our presence into markets like Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Detroit, New York City. And as we begin to fill out here in the U.S., we're going to be expanding outside the U.S. as well. Really appreciate your, your call and appreciate your comment. And be patient with us, and we'll, we'll come to your rescue. Would you at least just maybe put this to prayer about, you know, how Chick-fil-A could actually, I mean, if I'm, not, I'm just putting in your ear for future. I'm telling you, it would be so so incredible to see this company come to countries like Turkey, where, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, and all these other companies, but to come and you could actually employ the believers. Um, just really think about it, because I think the Great Commission, Chick-fil-A could really be um, tying in, and they'd make a ton of money, too. But anyway, thanks, and I do love the Chick-fil-A. Hey, thanks. listen, you stay on the line. We want to pray for you. And, uh, Dan, it's always great to get input from folks who are our listeners and, and who are passionate about both Chick-fil-A and about ministry. That's a great combination. Well, well, it is. And I didn't catch your first name. Could you give me your first name again? It's Matthew. Oh, sure. It's, it's Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Well, that's an easy name to, to remember. Hey, first book. Of... I just lead us in prayer right now for Matthew. Please do, Dan. All right. Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you for Matthew and thank you for his zeal and excitement for you and his passion to share the personal relationship that you want to have with each and every one all around this world, that you can even use us in business and the marketplace and ministry as well to touch people's lives in a profound and deep and meaningful way. So bless Matthew and give us wisdom even at Chick-fil-A to know where to go, where to grow, 
and where we should be uh, so that we might acknowledge you in all our ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so Can much, I Matthew. one more thing real quick? I just yeah. wanted to say that there's, um, I know Iranian believers, and I would encourage listeners when they think of Iran to not forget there's estimated to be 5 million Christians there. Iraqi, I've met the pastors, just to really, when you think of the Middle East, don't just think, oh, this guy wants to blow Israel up, but to really pray for the Christians of Iran and Turkey, of course. God bless you. God God bless. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. Marshall Potter worked with the Everyday Steward Division of Ronald Blue & Company. On the next segment of Encouragement for You, he shares insight for handling finances during hard times. Uh, you know, what I often will tell people um, is that they need to have sort of three core things that are going for them. Um, number one would be sort of the right perspective on their finances. Um, and that would be obviously the perspective of being a stewardship rather than being an owner and really seeking to honor God in what we do with our finances. Um, secondly would be the idea of having a plan and really you know, realizing that if we have this stewardship responsibility, we want to take the time to be deliberate to think about how our time, our talent, and our treasure are managed. Um, and we would say that should go as far as having actual written plans where we think about the different aspects of our life so that would include financial life, um, our, our physical health. It could include you know, personal family life, just a whole range of things, but really thinking through and articulating what a vision of stewardship would look like for each of those areas. Um, certainly that should not be done in a vacuum. With that stewardship perspective, you want to kind of work through that uh, vision planning process, um, praying and seeking God. And if you're married, that would be something you'd be do, doing, dialoguing with your spouse. Um, and then kind of with that strategic plan, you can kind of move on to the third piece of the puzzle, which would really be sort of a program, which would be really just a fancy way of saying you need to have some sort of a cash flow management system that's going to help you create margin. Um, and, you know, that goes back to an idea that Ron Blue would often um, offer to people when he was asked the question, how do you become wealthy over to wealthy? And he would say, well, you do it by spending less than you earn hmm. and doing that over a long period of time. Uh, we talk about a program, a plan, and a program, Marshall. Uh, that sort of brings us to a word that a lot of people are somewhat allergic to, the B word, as in budget. Right. Talk a little bit about the strategic nature of a budget. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times, and I can relate to this, the difficulty with a budget is that it uh, requires work, and sometimes, um, you know, the detail that goes into it can be paralyzing to people, especially if they don't have that bent. Um, what we try to do is encourage people to operate um, with a plan that sort of is as simple as possible, to, but still to accomplish their goals, and realizing that it is worthwhile to have that kind of a program and a plan in place if we're serious about the idea of stewardship. When it comes down to it, what we really like to encourage people to do is think about what are the types of expenses that you could have, and then just make sure your system will cover those. I like to kind of explain it. Um, in that there are four types of expenses that we would deal with. 
Um, on a monthly basis, I need to cover my fixed expenses. Those could be things like rent or utilities. Um, there are also variable expenses that I might face. So, you know, I could go out to eat once a week, once a month. I could basically go out every day. And you see right there in the fact that that's variable, that that actually could be a budget buster. Boy, every day would uh, would blow a lot of budgets. That would do it for sure. And so what we kind of note as far as that type of expense is that we need to have a way to manage that and to, and to sort of put a cap on it. Um, that can be done in a variety of ways. It can be done you know, sort of through the traditional envelope system where you might set cash aside in an envelope. Or um, these days some people will do that by setting up a separate account. Where they'll put money into an account that has a debit card or check card tied to it. Um, but the basic idea is that you're putting boundaries around that category to help you stay within budget. Um, the other types of expenses that folks need to account for that sort of get them into trouble would be sort of the intermittent expenses. Some of those are expected, things like, uh, you know, maybe a premium that you would pay for your auto insurance every six months. Um, the other example might be, say, replacing a vehicle down the road and just remembering that we need to save for those types of purchases. A um, great way to handle that is just by making sure that we're paying those bills to ourselves every month and kind of mm -hmm. escrowing that money into an account so that we have that money ready when that expense comes around. Just to jump in for a second, Marshall, that's sure. foreign thinking to a lot of people today. Uh, and especially with the marketing and advertising we hear uh, for furniture, for automobiles, for tires, no interest for three years or whatever. And, and uh, realistically, uh, can we really expect to go out and use credit for all of these kinds of things and not be unscathed? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, we run into so many people who you know, unfortunately thought they could do something like that, even the you know, 0% interest for a time. And then, as we've seen, a number of people lost their jobs and they thought they were going to have that money. And maybe the money was taken in account, but then they needed to use that money for something else. And then it turns out they can't pay off the credit card, and they're in, in obviously a difficult situation. So um, that hits you hard because uh, at that point the interest comes due if you, if you don't pay it off within a certain time. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea would be obviously not to presume upon the future to make sure that we have the money for purchases. And I think that's also just a, a good way of God kind of governing you know what we can buy. God provides the resources for our needs, tells us He'll do that abundantly. Um, and if we don't have the money for something, that's probably pretty good feedback that we shouldn't be purchasing something. Let's go to the phones on Life Perspectives. I believe Bill is our next caller, listening in Oklahoma. Hello, Bill. Uh, I just uh, would like to request uh, prayer, mainly. Uh, my wife uh, is uh, a foreign bride, uh, brought here by myself, and uh, we're very much in financial need at this time. We've gone from having something to having nothing, and um, I love her very, very dearly, and finances have been such a, a sore, sore place in our lives and practically destroyed the love and the marriage that we, we set out, and my, my, I know that getting oneself in uh, solid financial ground is, is probably one of the most important things in, in a couple's life and being able to see eye to eye. And um, I know that it has been a very sore place for, the, for both of us. And I would ask and request from the hearers that 
you would remember us in prayer and uh, that God would bless us and bring our hearts back together. Hey, we will definitely to uh, yeah. be faithful in our tithe and our and our contributions to the church and everywhere. Because I know God promises if we do that, He'll open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. So that's my main request okay. for prayer. Yeah, we are going to pray for you in just a moment. Uh, do want to share just a thought or two with you, and I know Marshall has some thoughts to share as well. I want to encourage you to take a look at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4 has so much to say on the circumstances you find yourself in. That's the passage where Paul says, I've learned to abound and I've learned to be abased. And ultimately, in that context, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And uh, you said you have had, and now you don't have. But the good news is you still have the Lord, and and uh, you and your wife uh, work together on this thing and are faithful to him. He'll honor that. Marshall, talk about this area of uh, the impact of financial pressures on a couple, and what are some practical things Bill and Linda could do? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, a couple of things that I think about, you know, then that's part of the reason we talked about the idea of a perspective, a plan, and a program. You know, really that getting on the same page is really critically important. And as I mentioned earlier, the idea of praying through that process, I think the busyness of life often keeps us from that. And if we don't carve out the space to deal with that, um, we sort of end up at odds. Marshall, would you lead us in prayer on behalf of Bill and Linda? Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for Bill calling. I appreciate the heart that he shared to have marital unity here and to be a good steward. I just pray for he and Linda and that you would unify them, um, that you would fill them up with your word, and that you would just, in the midst of stress and potential conflict around money, that your Holy Spirit would just flow through them and help them to honor you and to glorify you as they handle their finances. I also pray that you just be a blessing and encouragement to them as well and to other couples out there that are struggling with similar issues. Again, Lord, we just ask that this would be done for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.